0: I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design with a a takeover of sorts, if you will. So a few years ago, I asked a designer friend of mine to cover an event. Her name is Nancy Russert. She did an amazing job. She absolutely crushed it. And since then, I've had some incredible creatives do similar takeovers. And this one is really, really fun with a partner and good friend, Moya O'Neill. You are going to enjoy this. I promise. Moya Living is a presenting partner of Convo by Design, and Moya, the company's namesake, is a friend and an amazing individual. In this episode of the show, I am turning over the microphone to Moya as she speaks with three friends and talented designers who share their views on the nature of their work and state of the industry. I think... I enjoy producing these episodes so much because it provides me this rare opportunity to sit back and be an enthusiast again, to just listen. A rare treat. As you will hear, Moya is an absolute pro on the mic. So you will be hearing from her again, for sure. That is a given. And her guests in this episode were recording live with Moya from the Moya Living Showroom in Fountain Valley, California. Guests on this episode include Huma Suleiman, who comes with a remarkable story that begins with Huma in a career in tech. Huma's firm is an award-winning endeavor, and I think much of the reason she is so celebrated is due to her layered and thoughtful approach to the work. That of an engineer, it's technical, and it's so smartly done. Next, you're going to hear from Jen Sampson of Jen Sampson Design. Jen too, came from a different career prior to design, one that included TV programming development for E! and the Style Network. This gave Jen a feel for story, and she's taken that approach with her design work to craft the narrative behind the work and make that a reality. Finally, you're going to hear from Laura Brophy of Laura Brophy Interiors. Rofi's subtle and sophisticated organic-modern approach has allowed her to experiment with materials and play with environmental factors to craft unique spaces that promote a feeling of well-being and a peace in her design. All four of these wonderful designers come to the work from different places and experiences. They differ greatly, but all have at least one thing in common. An unwavering passion and belief in what they do. You cannot teach that because it's not a skill. It's a choice. It's a discipline. And you're going to hear all about it and so much more right after this. I am so proud of my partnership with Thermosol. They have been presenting partners of Convo by Design for three years. And there is a certain amount of pride that comes with saying that the show is presented by the company that is the best in the world at what they do. I think Thermosol makes the greatest steam shower generators in the world for a few reasons. They were the first to do it here in the US, doing it back in 1958. They operate a factory here in the United States, Round Rock, Texas to be specific, where they have an engineering team that designs, tests, and continuously refines the product. They test every single steam generator before it leaves the factory. Who else does that? Nobody. I have the pleasure of working with some world-class designers and architects who tell me the idea of luxury has changed in the last couple of years, especially when clients want a spa-like bathroom. Steam is mandatory, or it's not luxury. And, and if you want to add steam, you have really only one true option, the best in the business, thermosol. Mitch Altman, third-generation CEO of this family-owned business, continues to innovate with smart shower, a technological marvel, aromatherapy, chromotherapy, and so many options I I can't possibly list them all here. And it is easy to size and simple to configure. Check out all available options at thermosol.com. A bathroom isn't truly luxury without steam, and there's really only one option for steam if you want the best, and that's thermosol.
1: Hi, we're here today with Huma Sullivan, a talented designer from Orange County, and I'm so excited to have you here at the showroom.
2: Thank you, Moya. Thank you for having me here. We've
1: never been together in the showroom. We've just met recently, and I've been a fan of yours for
2: many years. That is so sweet. That is so sweet. And we love all the products here. And thank you for taking me on a tour just in the back. It was fascinating to see Love it. how it's happening all right here kind of an oxymoron being a manufacturer in california but we're still doing it because i don't want to move to arizona or texas or that's awesome yeah that's good for you i mean you know i'm glad that you guys are doing this here because we need some of those here right I know. yeah come and get
1: it um i was going to ask you about your interior design journey like how did it really start for you
2: yeah so um I actually went to school for something very different. You did? Yes. I did computer science. Oh, my God. So you're a (laughs) brainiac on top of it. But um, it's interesting. I think I was young, too young when I was in college to know that architecture was really my passion. Um, This is just like a very, you know, short story. Sure. When I started college and I was going to start, you know, going to pick my um, major, Um, I was a foreign student, my parents are in Bangladesh, I'm from Bangladesh, and uh, at that time you know you didn't get to call them and on your phone and all that, so I was just talking to a few other students who were older doing their PhD and masters, one of them in architecture, and I said, hey, you know, I I know what I'm going to do, I'm going to do architecture. They were like, oh really, is that what you want to do? But they had their, you know, ideas and everything, and they said, you should do computer science. And that's how I was in computer (laughs) science. But as and I, I worked in that field for ten years. Oh did you really? Yes, ten years in Dallas. And wow. that's how I met my husband. So I'm really it was, it was great. And I think it gave me a great sense of um, I work for very big corporations and you know, I was in doing their data analysis and software engineering. So I think it gave me a very good understanding. Like I'm not afraid of software. So yeah. the way we work now, a lot of it is I like to incorporate Softwares, we do a lot of 3D printing. In fact, yesterday oh, wow. when I had a meeting with Jeff, we had done a little 3D printing of a wall that I wanted to do. Oh my gosh! So, yeah, so we, I, I love technology and I think it comes from that background. That so was a 3D print of the wall, like an elevation? Yes, it's, oh my and gosh. And a whole room actually. In the we tr- did like a whole, uh, it's a game room. Okay. And um, so we want to do something fun and something interesting on the walls and there is a little sitting area um, that I actually got an inspiration from one of my recent travels with LDC at um, Axel Woods Castle okay. in um, Antwerp. Well, I want to circle back on that. Yeah, one. so uh, I just got back from there and we were doing this project, but anyway to come back to the 3D printing. I wanted to show Jeff that what we were thinking so we model it and we and he loves it to make models Jeff yeah so loves you it. Were talking about. have you been to his office no but yeah. I saw a presentation so yeah so we uh, we did that and uh, so I think that's probably my background of technology wow. and I love incorporating and nowadays as you know everything is so technologically forward so we, we love you know working in that and be very precise and how big major. does it come out when you do a model? Um, the one it depends on your printer. Right. So this one was like this was a room, game room, and it was this this big. So it had the walls, it had the sofa, and we also made little little chairs. Wow. In three D printing. So it's really cool, yeah. 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 When you come tomorrow I can show it to you. Oh my god, do so you have yeah, the printer? When you by. Yes. Wow. Yes, so that's impressive. So that's kind of like my background, but however, as I was working on that, I was constantly doing renovations for my friends for our own house. Uh, we lived in Dallas, in fact, our own house we renovated. It was on Metropolitan Home magazine. Oh my gosh, are you familiar with that? I, I love know, that magazine. It used to be like it was a great magazine, yeah. And then they, I think, during the 2008 it just stopped, right? Yeah, so it, it was, was, a was great all, magazine, yeah. So we were on that. However, I keep pursuing and I have all the Architectural Digest, all the old decor, all the magazines from years and years in my house that I collect and I keep it there. So a lot of my um, learning was actually just observing and looking through things that I like and um, that's kind of how it kind of evolved. However, I have to say, a lot of it is probably innate in me as I was very little. My dad was a diplomat, so we traveled oh, wow. all over the world. Wow. And um, it probably comes from my dad loved history, so we would go and travel and look at all the churches and, you know, the buildings and even trees. I remember right. while we were driving, my dad would stop and say, oh, look at this beautiful tree. So I think all of it comes, you know, with me in me, like from a very early on age right. that kind of how it all started, and that's probably why I was like, oh, I want to do architecture. Um, however, life takes you in a different path, but I'm like circled back in, again, back to design. Did you get a degree in architecture? I do have a degree in interior architecture, oh. not architect, so I came back, uh, after we moved back in LA, I went to UCLA, wow. and they have a very great program um, that you do the interior architecture in that. Um, but I, you know, and I love it And I, now looking back, I feel like um, I love doing interiors So um, I probably would have circled back anyway To doing interiors you're Kind of attracted to what you're attracted to I've Yeah, 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 yeah And I do, um, so that's kind of how it started And I think another influence for me was um, Growing up, since my dad was a diplomat When we lived in Bangladesh uh, We lived in the compound of the um, National Assembly and it was built by Louis Kahn. Oh wow! Yeah, he did yeah. the Salk Institute. Yeah, so and I yeah, did a lot of work the, the Salk Institute Kimmel, Kimmel with the as well. Yeah, so he did the um, the Parliament House. Wow! And he also did the homes around the Parliament House for the officials to live in. So we lived in one of those wow. homes, and all our windows and doors were like circular or triangular. Wow. It was kind of interesting. That's like cool. when I was little, I remember just sitting in the balcony and looking up the sky and the background was the parliament house, wow. which to me, I did, I wasn't really looking at the parliament house. I was looking at this the, you know, the clouds. That's what I guess we did when we were little, right? <laughs> right? No, no, you know, electronics. And uh, so I, I feel that I'm very gravitated towards geometry and things that are, um, you know, visually very striking and um, and you can see that probably a lot in my so it's interesting the
1: correlation with travel and interior design. I always have felt the best interior designers are very well travelled, that you don't need to like just go to the you know the design center and look at all the couches and stuff. You really need to see the world and that's really what opens up the oyster to everything of design.
2: Yeah, and I think also it's the culture, different cultures, how do they believe it's it's more I I believe it's like when you're learning through experiences rather than forcing something, mm-hmm. I think that's probably. Or looking the best. at your little phone, getting experiences. Yeah, that's probably the best yeah. um, way to, you know, accumulate all that. I think yeah. so too. I think so too. And how to live. Yeah. What
1: other questions, Josh? I can't think of anything right now. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, about LDC. LLD.
2: Oh, design aesthetic? And then you know that. and
0: then about the actual design work, so your favorite your favorite spots, kitchens, outdoor, cabinetry.
2: Okay,
1: and then, what? is it called L- L- L-D-C-, L-D-C-, LDC, Leaders L-D-C- of Design I'll Council? Council. Okay. And would you guys okay. ever, would you like us ever talk about, I mean, considering we live down the street from each other, Laguna, and just how wonderful that place mm-hmm. is, yeah, and how special yeah, it is, and yeah. special to California, and such a special part of California, and Orange County. Okay, okay. Is it rolling? Okay. It's funny today, we found out that we are literally like blocks away from your office and my house. We're literally blocks away from each other, so we live very close to each other. That's right. That's right. So
2: we we both like similar things, right? Yeah. 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 We both work out with different people, but the same place. (laughs) Exactly. I love Laguna Beach. I think it's such an artist, you know, it's an artist town, and I really am happy to be there and doing what I do because I feel like it influences, it makes you feel that you're yeah. part of the right you know artist industry and a lot of the work you know as a designer we are kind of an artist and you uh, are very much an artist <laughs> and your location is amazing yeah people yeah. should go see you in laguna beach yeah we love it and so you need to stop by i will you, you stop by tomorrow morning. yeah tomorrow 10 a.m yeah, Don't 10 play. All right. so when you design a house what do you have a favorite room that you love to do oh my gosh um Probably one of the space, I mean, I love all the spaces and I do love bespoke design and trying to do something um, that is very unique for my uh, clients. We always try to achieve something uh, from one project to the other has to be unique. So I think it just depends. However, I have to say whenever we are designing, we start from the main living area which nowadays is the kitchen and the family room because it's kind of integrated in most of the architecture whether it's very formal or informal nowadays and we do a lot of beach living and stuff Mm -hmm. so people want everybody to congregate so we really start with that so our design process always starts from there and so therefore i have to say it's i I love creating that, especially the kitchen because that's where also, you know, you know, they're going to spend a lot of time. They're right. going to create a lot of memories and they would really be living there. So that's also something that as we finish a project, you know, just to know that they're having a good time and they're just, yeah. you know, um, they're making memories in that space, which is mostly the kitchen. Right. And I just love we gotta that. you got to eat. Yeah, exactly. What I like about your design
1: is that you do do you don't do the same thing over and over again. I've noticed that in your designing.
2: Yes, and you're absolutely right. And I, I really take um, take it very seriously. Like when we get a project, it's always about creating something unique and something that the client wants, it obviously starts with the architecture, the location, and of course the people who are gonna live there. So I, I, and I, I love that process. I love the process of creating something new. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's easy if you get to Yeah, but it's it, it's yeah. actually it's More always the, the most. Yeah, it's rewarding, but it's probably the difficult path. But right. I do I do like that. But I think that you know the, the high
1: end designers. That's what they do. They don't just do the same thing over and over again. I always say some of these Instagram designers. You could replace their names and you would never know the difference.
2: Yeah. So I. I yeah. We kind should, of a negative we, comment, we, but we, sorry. We try. We try to be. You know. Right. Um, something more interesting for each project. We worked together on the Desert Oasis
1: house so your room was amazing and I did the outdoor. Do you do many outdoor designs?
2: Yes we do we do and I loved your outdoor. Thank you. What I love is the color. Yeah. You know we use a lot of colors in our project and um, I think color is life and it brings a lot of warmth to a space. Yeah and uh, especially it's so much fun when you can use color in cabinetry especially outside also You have more guts outside the, the clients
1: tend to have be a little more fearless outside and go with more color mm-hmm. outside than they would mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. you know favorite color inside yes. right
2: yes yes <laughs> but i would love i would love to use one of your colorful cabinetry in the kitchen inside a house because you know you can make it look not so not so, you know, strike up. I guess people are probably worried that they are not going to like the color after some time, and that's what they. I don't know, but that's something. And it's just I like wood. You could repaint it. And, exactly. it. and The doors and the drawers
1: come off, and they could repaint it. But
2: uh. exactly. But I think it's also how you see it, right? Like probably they need to foresee it how it's going to look. That's why I built a up so you can see it. Because yes. it
1: doesn't look like metal. People always think like a Budweiser can, and then like mm-hmm. they see this and they can't mm-hmm. even tell.
2: But I love the color because it just. Makes it one fun, not so serious. Right. And I love what you did at Desert Oasis because it really, you know, with the whole desert That was a cool house. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was a beautiful house. That guy was a character that owned it. (laughs) What was his name? (laughs) Jeff? Jeff Wine. Jeff Wine? Yeah. Very into fun, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it it turned out so good. It
0: did. It did. It was a pleasure working on it with
2: you. Yes, likewise. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Thank you. What else? Nope, that's perfect. So now you can do the wrap-up. Um oh, you
2: didn't talk about LDC. Oh, LDC.
0: LDC. Okay. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> do, 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 do. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, um, can you tell me about the LDC? I'm, I'm obsessed. I I'm wanting to know about it. I want to join it. I
2: don't know if I can join it. What is oh it? Oh, my God. You should join. I would love to have you there. I would love to travel with you and um, see these amazing places. So LDC is Leaders of Design Council. It's a group um, where architects, designers, and there are also um, some vendors who mm-hmm. participate. Yeah, and uh, so what we do is um, it, it's a group where you can exchange and support each other with um, information, and whether you need any type of uh, help with any type of, um, like let's say you are in some town and you are looking for. Um, a good craftsman of some sort you know you can reach out and it's also really like a support system right Right. and we do yearly like throughout the year actually there's one right now in uh, Palm Beach which I'm not going to be able to attend because I was in Dallas for a you just got back (laughs) I just got back yeah so I think they're talking about um, data and future you know how things are coming out that would have been a good
1: one for you to go to yeah
2: so it's they have a lot of very informative um, sessions that they do throughout the years, and it's usually um, they have different chapters. There's the one in LA, and then Chicago, New York, and you know. So, are you a member of LA? Yeah, but you're a member of the whole the world, whole, whole place. Yeah, and then you you go to this different retreat. This one is in Palm. Then a few months ago, they had it in Palm Palm Springs. Uh, they also have some events in LA that happens. So it's like a community to support each other. But what I really love about it is people um especially for me uh there are some amazing designers and architects that I refer like I look up to them mm-hmm. and just to be there and hang out with them right. and just to break bread and just go see places um like Susan Kastler, I love her for example I mean she I've been when I travel she and I mean she's like so sweet and so nice and she just you know just tells me these things and you know it just makes yeah. you As uh, I I consider myself, you know, a newbie when I when I compare to where they are and what they have achieved, so it's really nice to have a mentor. A mentor, yeah, yeah, and just speak to them and um, just get some courage and you know things that you can do, and not always things are the best way. So that but however every year we do an annual conference and
1: that that's is, the one I want to go to that is the
2: best um, so far um, this is going to be my third year so far we went to we went to Monaco and south of France and this year we went to Antwerp to see Axel Verboot's castle and all his um, in Antwerp his uh, galleries wow and we were at his house with his wife and he, we had like a luncheon and then we went to his I heard you got to sit by him And I got to sit by him. Oh my God, thank you, LDC. (laughs) I was like, how would I get so lucky? Because it was like, I think 80 of us and we were all small (laughs) people and it was me and another designer from New York and we were sitting next to him and we were just... And it was something that I cannot even explain how it felt as a designer because I love Excel and to be able to sit next to him and he was just like you know, you think he would be, like, he was just, like, another normal person, right? Yeah. And he and I, like, we were all talking, and and Susan was next to me. So I was like, oh, what is he saying? I'm like, yeah, let me just tell you a little bit. So it was, like, really cool, because it was really a loud room, so a lot of people couldn't hear, but... They did not have sound deadening in those castles anymore. Sorry? They don't have sound deadening in those camps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But this was in his gallery, and okay. we met with his... Um, okay. His, his, I mean, it was... but with the trip that they do, this is what I say. It's like, and by the way, the spouses are welcome too. So they have a whole program for the spouses too. And my husband loves to go to those because they have like a event, the whole day event for them, like going to Michelin star and cooking this and that. Sometimes they do more fun than us. (laughs) However, it's like learning, it's traveling and learning with people who are like-minded and everybody is so giving. And, um, and the way Keith and Meg and now Mark does these events, it's like going to an event that has been curated by the best. Right. We, 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 just an example, we were in Bruges and uh, we were staying at the old quarter, which is cobblestone. And um, we were, the first night, we, they said, oh, just come down at seven. We all come down and we watch this marching band Aww. of 30 people, a marching band with brass band. I love it. Marching And they were t- walking us through the path, through the cobble road. They took you? Oh. Yeah. So they were the marching band and we were all behind walking on the cobblestone. Because it's like an old, there's no cars that goes there. And we went to the bell tower, which is 1600 years old. Wow. Which normally tourists can just go in and out and come on. But they had set up this amazing wow. 80, like a table for 80. Wow. With lights. and I mean, This is how every single event you're going, I don't know how they outdo themselves like this, but Keith, Dana, and Mark, I mean, it's... What do I say And you're having fun, and you're having fun. It's like somebody arranged all these beautiful things while you're looking, and it's always you're looking at something, design, architecture, and meeting. Like the previous one we met with Pierre Ivanovich. Are you familiar with Pierre? Jovanovic, no. no. he's a um, he's a designer from um, from France, okay, and um, he's also living in a castle. <laughs> <laughs> they all live in a castle. Jovanovic, P- <laughs> no. P- and um, he, we went to his castle in south of France. So just castle hopping, <laughs> exactly <laughs> castle hopping, right? <laughs> so um, this year is in Tel Aviv, oh, Israel, no. and, and Jer- in Tel Aviv and in, in Jerusalem, okay. You, okay.
1: I got to sign up. I, you need to sign up. I think I, I think I have to be signed up as a uh, vendor. So I think it's like way more expensive for me. I think so. Could you yeah. loan me some money? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, well, yes. Thank you so much for coming today. I'm of so course. pleased that you guys see Moya living and that we're going to become friends. And it, it was really nice talking to you. Likewise. I love it. I love your
2: energy, Moya. Oh,
1: thank
0: you. That was Moya's conversation with Huma Suleiman. This is designer. Jen Sampson.
1: So so nice to have you here today, Jen Sampson. And we just found out that we live in the same city. We your office is a block from my house. Your yes. your, your house is a block from my house and how have we never figured that out before. I don't know. We're so, neighbors. And we did the desert oasis house together and you did the guest bath and the guest bedroom, which came out fabulous Thank and you. I did the outdoor and it was a really fun project. It was. Any reason to drive out to the desert and work I today know. is always a blast. So. I know, I just got back and I was like, why am I not there again? Was so nice. I know. So can you tell us a little bit about your style or your journey or how you got started in interior design? I got this, a lot sure. of questions at once. But. Yeah,
3: absolutely. I, um, you know, I didn't know I wanted to be an interior designer when I first graduated from college. Um, I moved to Los Angeles and... My first job, and I just want to give you a little backstory because it did all kind of get me to here. But my first job was in celebrity PR. Wow! And this was pre um, this was pre stylist days. So I built this very large Rolodex. I amassed this Rolodex of all these like fashion clients. I I, I always loved fashion. I graduated with broadcast journalism, but I always loved fashion. And I built this Rolodex of all of these um, th- all of these fashion houses all around the world. And then E-Entertainment launched a second network called the Style Network, mm-hmm. which was a TV network that covered all aspects of lifestyle. Um, and they brought me on at the launch because I had this big fashion Rolodex and we knew we were going to cover fashion. And that was amazing. I wow. was there for like seven years. But during that time at the Style Network, covering fashion and Going to Fashion Week all over the world, covering it twice in New York and in Milan and everywhere else, we, we started to grow our home design category for the network. Wow. Um, wow. And I thought, gosh, you know, I really love this area. And that was the first time I'd ever been to Salon de Mobile in Italy. And um, I went to High Point, And I got to cover all of these incredible designers, these incredibly creative people doing interior design and in the world of design and um
0: you know what sorry start again all the way yes
3: yeah okay um so we transition i've transitioned from covering fashion to really diving into the world of interior design for the style network so i traveled to salone in milan and i went to high point in north carolina and i was around all of these incredibly creative people in the world of interior design um, and from that job i didn't continue on in interior design i ended up going to work for um, ferragamo for another six wow. years i did their west coast pr and it was so much fun wow. so i was exposed to a lot of really incredible creative people in the world of fashion and interior design and then i moved down to laguna beach wow. and decided i was done with doing PR and working for Ferragamo, and um, just thought, you know, I'm going to just start doing interior design. Wow. And I literally jumped in. I think my husband was the one who pushed me to respond to some ad of another parent in Laguna was asking for help, and I knew I kind of had it naturally, but hadn't really done anything with with it prior to then, Um, and I jumped in.
1: What was your first project?
3: My first project was primarily um, window coverings and a fireplace. And then um, from there, it just kind of started to snowball. Wow. And little by little, you know, I I got deeper and deeper into the world of interior design. And um, at a certain point, moved from my dining room table and took an office space and hired someone, which has now grown. And now it's a nice little team, and we have a beautiful... Spot, looking at the water, right on oh Diamond to Come by and see you shortly. Yes,
1: please do anytime. Does the PR piece really help you with interior design? I would imagine that would be so super helpful.
3: I mean, PR has changed so much, and now it's so you know it's a different animal. Right. That being said, I do know the value of it. Mm-hmm. I do know the importance of it, mm-hmm. um, and I know that. You know, getting your projects in front of the right people. You don't
1: have to hire a PR agent. You're the HR agent. <laughs> no,
3: I'm not anymore. Right. I mean, for a little while there, I was kind of pitching myself, yes, yeah. and then, um, you know, I ended up hiring somebody okay. to kind of okay. yeah take take it over because I do know the value of it for sure. That's oh, interesting. And yeah. You could so. teach a class
1: on that one, probably. I
3: mean, I think that, the, you know, I don't want to date myself, but the younger generation could probably teach a better class, but yes. I do know the value of it, and yeah. I, I, I I know that it's an
1: important piece of... Because we all know, struggle to, to get it. editorials. I mean, it's it's easy to do an ad, but it, we all struggle to get it, editorials.
3: Yes. I mean, you definitely need to know how to get the right images from whatever your project is in front of the right You really know how to do
1: that. You really know how to do your images. I... Say. thank you well photography like, is incredibly
3: important as well i yeah. put a big emphasis on that mm-hmm. um especially when i'm passionate about well i'm passionate about all of my projects right. but the ones that i know are really spectacular i want to make sure that they are photographed you know right. in a way that right.
1: get people's attention other than my own right yeah but you do a good job thank you, do you. a really good job thank you So I know you're really into this California aesthetic and the 1970s style. Can you give us a little bit more intel on that? Sure. I mean, that's kind of
3: been, I think it's been like a a bit of a growing trend, even though I don't want to say it's a trend because I don't really like to follow trends. In my work, I I would say that all of our projects, um, they're all very unique, but there is a through line there for sure, and oftentimes that through line is um, mixing in, really special pieces that are often mid-century through 80s style um, the 1970s design aesthetic is is i think something that people are drawn to right now especially um, and i'm not exactly sure where it's coming from but i know that people have this um this yearning for a little bit more of like saturated colors, the the greens and the rusts and all the beautiful natural stones and curves on furniture, and I have always loved that, still love right. it, and I'm excited to see that that's um, you know coming to the top of. It's it's no longer about the all white kitchen. It's you know those things are kind of finally going to the wayside and so being able to mix in texture and color and earthy elements which in california it's so easy to do right right? right, right, because i mean we live where we live we have you know outdoor indoor living we're always in nature so bringing that in through design and finding ways to incorporate that into design and you know i also think there's like a a yearning for some like fun fun and some like sensuality in people's homes right now um there's there's some and that is very much the 70s in my mind as well so i think that um people and maybe it's because they've spent more time in their homes maybe it's because they're fantasizing about travel that they wanted to do and haven't done the last few years but there's this like there's this energy this vibe towards um design that evokes like more emotional feeling it's not just like hitting the mark on the trend it's more about like really bringing out some some emotional feelings in design at least that's where my clients are at yes, and yes. that's been really fun for me so yes the 70s in general is a direction that i seem to be going towards um when i'm looking for furniture when i'm pulling
1: fabric it's more like like living in the spaces and not just making it a pretty space so when your friends come over they go wow it's more like living in your space
3: yes evoking feelings in your space whatever that is if it's calm if it's excitement whatever it may be
1: yeah cool good to know and I think it's interesting, too, with the California style. I mean, because we grow up here, we live at the beach, all that. But, you know, other countries, I've been in France, and they're you know, all trying to dress like Hawaiian or the Hawaiian shirts or whatever. They all have that California dream. So it's kind of fun that we get to incorporate that every day. Absolutely. Um, you know,
3: I think nature is at our fingertips, right. right? It's all around us. But so many of the homes in California um, really embrace that in a way that I think is translating to many other states around the United States and across, right? And it's and it's kind of a European thing, too, where right. it's this whole indoor-outdoor sort of living, where yeah. um, it's, you know, we, we find ways to make sure that um, it's easy, right? And it feels like it's one big open space. Right, right, and right. We're, we're very fortunate in right. that regard. So, you know, whether it be like earth tones, what we're seeing in our surroundings, natural woods, um, you know, natural materials like stone and plaster Mm -hmm. and, I mean, I think marble and travertine and all of that. It's a little glamorous, but it can also be really grounding because it's raw. You need to come over to my house
1: and look at my outdoors area and help me design it. I would love to. (laughs) I would love to. Yeah, so... It's hard to do your own house for some reason. It's funny. It's very hard to do your own house. I think
3: as designers, right, we struggle with that because it's so important
1: that we get it right. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Although you know it's not permanent. Yeah. (laughs) I tell uh, myself that all the
1: time. Tell myself that all the time. (laughs) We're gonna change it anyway. Exactly. Exactly.
3: (laughs) I mean, that's that. I guess that's one of the things that um, in looking at like my career and thinking about it, like fashion and interior design they are so connected however in fashion it's a little bit more fleeting you can right. kind of change with right. the seasons where even if we're following the world of fashion and, and and how that relates to interior design like interior design needs to be a little bit it needs to last a little bit Absolutely. a little bit longer
1: yeah, yeah. so
3: it is important to
1: the mustard trend there. you can't just get all mustard sofas and then it, get a new one next year although right people but
3: you shouldn't because that's a gorgeous color I and i love that people are embracing color like that right I, now. I am too that's yeah. one of my
1: favorite colors that we're doing for outdoor right now so fun
3: i just did an incredible mustard sofa at a house that we finished up in la and just shot it and it hasn't been placed yet no pr no big press placement yet but it will and it's okay. it's it was an exciting thing that the, that the clients were you know wanting to go for it that's awesome yeah it's awesome and, you know, the California mindset is just a little bit more of like forward thinking in that way. Mm-hmm. They're willing to, I think we as Californians kind of take creative risks a little bit more, right? Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't generalize that, but I would say that there, we are maybe exposed to more in that way. And so we're willing to kind of go for it a little bit That's more. True. That's true. And it will translate and it will trickle down, I think, We to get to see else, so much,
1: but, too. I mean, exactly. I guess everybody sees everything on social media now, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Moya and Jen. We'll be right back with Laura Brophy right after this. We are living in a time of incredible growth, both technologically and creatively, with respect to interior design, exterior design, and architecture. There is no question. There are companies thinking differently about the business of design and how to make products super-serve those for whom they're being made. One of those companies, and one of my favorites, is Moya Living designer, and fabricators of some of the most stunningly beautiful, incredibly durable, and highly functional kitchen, bath, and outdoor kitchen cabinetry on the market today. Powder-coated steel with stunning lines, vibrant colors to fit any design style or aesthetic. A history of designing cabinetry for the scientific community. So you know it's been tested in some of the truly the most harsh conditions available. Moya O'Neill is the CEO and founder of Moya Living. She's the inspiration behind the design. Designers, their specification process is so simple, it will make your job so much easier. Check them out online through the socials at Moya Living, their website, MoyaLiving.com, and in the real world, their live kitchen showroom in Fountain Valley, California.
1: Hi, Laura. Hi, Moya. We're here today with Laura Brophy of Laura Brophy Interiors, one of my dearest friends. I'm so excited to be here with you and to
4: chat with you and talk more about of Living and the amazing cabinets that you, oh, you have that I'm obviously, you know, obsessed with and excited to be using on our projects. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah.
1: Would you share a little bit of your story of your journey? I heard it on a podcast once. It was so fascinating. I'd love to hear it.
4: Um, okay, well, I'm going to give you like a little, like a nutshell of my story, but I've been, you know, I've been doing this, you've been doing it a lot longer, I know, but I've been 20 years, I've um, been in the design industry and I've worked for some incredible companies um, and I decided, what was it, I think it was maybe five years ago to go off on my own and start wow. this business. Did you have and a partner before that? I did back in the day. Okay. So I worked, um, I started off as a kitchen and bath designer and loved that aspect of design. It was really interesting and also got to use a lot of materials and, um, but w- I was not doing any furniture, so it was really hard surfaces. Mm-hmm. And then. what do you love us? I, 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 I do love this <laughs> and I think it's so innovative and that's something that we're always looking for. Mm-hmm. So, and then we went off to, I wanted to learn furniture so I worked for a big furniture company, and as soon as I learned all of that with scale, I really got into, um, I did try going off on my own, had a business partner, went down that road, realized this is pretty difficult, like it was not the easiest um, from a financial standpoint, we were just having fun. Yeah. So we were traveling, enjoying like the design aspect, but on the business side. That was difficult. Didn't know what your profit margin were. No. Yeah. yeah. We were just having fun and designing <laughs> yeah. for free and like, yeah, you know, yeah. all of that.
1: Sure. We'll do it. Yeah. 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 And I, I
4: get that. It's hard because when you love what you do, it's like, you almost feel like you're not working. So you're just. That's so true. That's so true. So yeah. So then I was like, I need to work for a company, I went to Nordstrom's while I had a business partner. I became a Dolce & Gabbana buyer. Nice. Love fashion. Yeah. Like Which, you. Yeah. Yeah. And fell in love with that, but it was just kind of the fun side gig and then got recruited by Restoration Hardware and um, got to go down that path, learned a ton in a different realm and um, helping to work, put together their design program for the West Coast. And then from there, I went to another design firm to help them kind of launch their store and loved that was more retail and design kind of like restoration hardware right they're trying to combine the two so when i decided you know i really think it's time to just go off and probably one of the best decisions i've ever made i'm not going to say there's not the challenges and i would say getting to have people like you in my circle to connect with and who i really respect and we can kind of collaborate about all of these, some of the things that we run into Yes. Um, is is so important. Community, right? right? Like, it's so important. So
1: We literally have a design community that we share with each other. And we share things that probably a lot of people don't share. We're, yeah. open, we're open with each other. And that's one thing I love about you. Same. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. Anybody that's not doing that, it's just like swimming upstream. Like, why don't you get help from people that are smarter than you or have already done it or have another way of yes, doing it? Yes,
4: totally. Um, I totally agree. And I think I'm trying to remember the first time I ever saw your cabinets and I remember going like, what, like these are different. And then finding out about how they're not only beautiful, but they're also crazy durable. Yeah, And that's something I think as an interior designer and a lot of interior designers, we're always looking to show our clients something that's, that's fresh and cool, but what is it from a functionality standpoint? Mm-hmm. And how can I confidently tell my client, "Oh, your painted cabinet, it's gonna be fine in two years." And you can't a lot of the times. You know, it depends on how you're using the cabinet. And I love with yours; it's powder coated, right? right? Like it is so durable. So thankful to have have a piece on display in our design studio to show people.
1: That's right. If they want to see, they can come to the showroom.
4: Yes. So that's also been really cool to show people. I think everyone's fascinated by what you do.
1: Thank you. Gosh, you know, it's been, it's been so fun doing it. It's been a long journey, but it's really, I'm at the apex of having the best time of my life. I keep saying to all my friends that are retired, what are you doing? Why are you still working? Like, I'm having the best time of my you life. You can tell, too. Yeah. I
4: feel like, that's why I love being around you. You yeah. have, like, great energy. You're not like, oh, I have to go to work today. You're, like, always happy and excited, and you believe what you're
1: doing. Don't talk I to can... my husband. <laughs> <laughs> you're the best husband. Oh my god! He's the I best do. chef. He's the best. He's the best. And you know, kitchen chef, it all goes it's together. So it was a grand tough. plan, am I? I don't know how it all came together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Laura, Next. tell a story about how you really got interested in interior design. I think you were uh, okay. a working out person or something. I
4: was I? I so I when I was growing up, I wanted to be a fashion designer. No surprise. And loved sketching and going to fashion shows and that's really how I grew up and but my parents were like the most supportive that being said they were like you know fashion design is really hard it's so cutthroat I have maybe not the right personality for that world You're too nice maybe I'm too nice and probably I am and I can't change it so <laughs> it just I can't so I thought okay well I love working out I was on the swim team and I had a personal trainer, and I was like, I'm really good at working out. I became a personal trainer, and I was so shy. Like, I'm like, how do I go up to a guy to get a client and go, um, excuse me, you're doing this wrong, you know? And that's what I had to do. So I got comfortable being uncomfortable, right? it. is a really good thing to do in to, life. It was probably one of the best things I started with. Right. And I just kind of learned the worst thing that can happen is they look at me, and they're like, you're an idiot. Or like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, and then... It's fine. Which that did not even happen. People right. are actually really nice. They want to know how to do it right. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, it was a really interesting profession for me to start in. Right. And then uh, after that.
1: Fashion designer weightlifter. Yeah. Wow. Fashion
4: designer weightlifter. Yeah. Well, oh, it's like health. Right. And like making yourself feel good, good and transforming. And looking good. Right. Like I definitely was into like you can change your body, how you look. I mean, it's kind of like what we do. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. And then one day I walked into an upholstery shop. This is a story I like. It it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, Starting out, was walking to Howard's Custom Upholstery. (laughs) And that's where I had my mentor, Elaine. I hope one day she'll see this, actually. And I was just going through all of the books. And she's like, What are you doing? And I was like, Oh, I just like looking at the fabrics. And then she's like, Do you want a job? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I would love a job. (laughs) So I was an intern. And I was pricing their books and updating the prices on the back. I mean, it really was not the most exciting thing in the world, but I was watching her talk to clients and go through the books and people would bring in their old furniture piece that yes. was so ugly. And I'm like, how is this ugly chair? Like, you want to reupholster it? Just go buy a new one. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you do that? And it was expensive right. too. And she always said like, don't reupholster it if you don't really love the piece. It's going to cost more than buying buy a new new one. piece. Yeah. But then when you would see all of the time that went into selecting the perfect fabric, what's the welt going to be? How's the fit going to be? Like, are you going to take the arms off? You know, you could kind of change it. And I would see the piece come back and I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is more, this is so cool. This is way better. It's a one-on-one. Yeah, Yeah. it's better than what you can buy at Room & Board. Right. You know, and people were so excited and I think I started falling in love and, and then I got to start helping in that realm. And then, yeah. Did you start out selling everybody? No, but, but Elaine was my mentor. She she was like, You should go to design school.
1: Wow. So, yeah. We all have those mentors, we right? We do. Who was your mentor? I went to Woodbury University and her name was Mrs. Chu. Woodbury University? Yeah. I went to school for interior design. You know, that's where I went to sell the fashion shows. Oh, really?
4: My, yes. Oh my gosh. Growing up.
1: Oh I my love gosh. I went on. To, I went on trips with all the fashion girls oh my that God. wouldn't get out of the van at the at the. We'd be like at the Vatican. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go get my Italian. I'm gonna go get my leather purse. I'm like, honey, <laughs> go inside. Go see the Sistine Chapel. You're gonna be so sorry ten years from now that you went and got a leather purse instead of saw the Sistine Chapel. Oh my gosh. Or so anyway, that. See I, I, I
4: That's crazy. I didn't cool. know this.
1: But um, I had Mrs. Chu, and I didn't, I, I'm very artistic, I have a good eye, but I don't know how to draw, and I yeah. don't know how to paint, I never, I was a, you know, my parents put me in lessons for piano and all that kind of stuff, so, which I can still play piano, but, but, um, Mrs. Chu was like, your design is not really very well done, but your idea is awesome, and she just fed me that way, and, you know, I, I wasn't I used to not getting A's, so in design school I started getting B's and C's, and I was like, oh my god, I'm a complete failure. I mean, I never, I, I got straight a, it's so easy. But in science school, you can't cheat. No. <laughs> They're cheating. They're so cheating on your homework assignment. So you were up all night all the time. Yes. But anyway, I loved her. She was really, really, really great mentor. And just, you know, you're getting a C, but I see what you're doing. That's so cool. Yeah. I so that. That was that. That was cool. And then, you know, other mentors have been joining the Vistage Group, where I really got my business chops, you know, after being an entrepreneur and doing what I did for so long with the lab industry, and then I was sitting with a group of CEOs and scared that living day out of me, but they really taught me a lot about, hey, what's your most profitable thing, what do you make, and how much, you know, your labor charges, the business all that side. Stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. And that's such an important side that I think a lot of people don't really get no. to understand. You just You just start living and you yeah. get paycheck to paycheck, and yeah. this next job, and you don't understand that, it's really not that much fun to work. No. Because everybody likes to make money.
4: You, we kind of have to. Yeah. That's the hardest thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We don't want to work hard to do. not make money. No, definitely not. Laura, thank Maybe. you so much for coming oh, in God. and sharing part of your story today. I love you so much. Oh, You're your the most talented, kind-hearted, wonderful human on the planet. I oh, so, love you so much. Thank oh. you, Julia. And that's a wrap!
0: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Design Hardware's newly remodeled showroom is where you will find a gallery-style space with a thoughtful display of products purposefully positioned to allow unbridled exploration and discovery. High-end faucets, luxury tile, natural stone, wood floors, and bespoke hardware selections are presented in a holistic manner, strategically arranged to stimulate creativity and transition your vision from the conceptual stage to a fully realized space. Conveniently located, free parking available, stop by to find your inspiration Collect samples, get expert advice, and tackle everything on your shopping list all in one place. Visit them online at designhardware.com or in the real world, 6053 West 3rd Street in Los Angeles. Is this over so soon? Really? That was so much fun. Such a joy for me to listen to and enjoy with you. Thank you, Laura, Huma, and Jen for your time and talent. Thank you, Moya, for taking up the mic and absolutely crushing it. Thank you, Convo by Design Partners, Thermosol, Moy Living, and Design Hardware for your support. Thank you for listening and subscribing to the show. Convo by Design is now in our 10th year, and we would not be here were it not for you. Gosh, thank you for your emails of support and for the guest suggestions. I absolutely love them. Keep them coming. Finally, if you enjoy the show, and I hope you do, please share it with a friend so they can enjoy it as well. Until next week, be well and take today first you <sighs>